I guess. All right. Joe, are you there? I'm here. Are you there? I'm here. Oh, we, lovely. We, we did it. I think this is the internet's first, like, uh, what do you, bi-coastal audio <laughs> recording. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alexander Graham Bell in his basement. Yeah. Inventing, I think he invented lightning. Yeah. Well, we just invented like a two-way podcast. That's... <laughs> I can't wait to go to Wired Magazine with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hooray for us. Yes. Uh, so aside from inventing new things on the internet, um, right. we, have, yeah, we have uh, an announcement to make. We do. I'm excited to announce that we are endeavoring to kick off a new podcast series wherein we will cover very various and sundry topics um, interesting to design teams trying to grow their business and survive the, the evolution of doing great work. I think that's a broad enough way to describe it, but if you want to sharpen that pencil, please do. Um, yeah, we're going to help people understand how to sell their talent and make a lot of money. That's better. Is that, is that a better... Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Stop, stop the podcast. We just nailed it. <laughs> I think that's the, the part of this that, that we were both excited about was that we both recognize how hard it is to do this work in combination to doing great design and development and content strategy and, and client services work. Like you do mm -hmm. have to have, kind of both halves of that brain. And on the one side, you have to do extraordinary client services work and deliver great work. But at the same time, you have to live in this parallel universe where you're living in spreadsheets and emails and client meetings and you're doing the biz dev that needs to happen to bring in the work that you can then execute. So I think it's, it's looking at, it's, it's pouring one out for the back office. Yeah, and, and it's typically the part of the job uh, that in my experience in talking with a lot of um, everything from freelancers to uh, big studio owners, it, it's the part of the job they like the least, right? It, um, it doesn't come natural for a lot of folks, and um, it's, it's the job part of, of the job. Yep. I think it's, in, in most cases, you know, you see people kind of, that get backed into biz dev because they want to do the client services work and the business development part of it is a, you know, a necessary evil or a byproduct of that. So people learn business development under duress. They kind of learn it unwillingly in a lot of cases. So, you know, a lot of it's just unfamiliarity. A lot of it is just that a lot of the moving parts of business development is very alien and sometimes scary to folks. So um, I'm hoping that by, Sharing our experience, which, you know, I have eight years experience in business development in this space. You have twice that much running your own studio and, you know, starting off from ground zero and, and developing a book of business. Um, and then ideally, we'll start to bring in some other voices that'll help, you know, broaden our perspective and, and broaden the conversation. Um, I hope this is deeply practical. I hope that people could conceivably like listen to this on a Saturday and attack some of the stuff that we recommend on a Monday, like, like literally mm -hmm. just roll into their 
email in their office or whatever on a Monday morning and start whatever, banging out the right kind of emails to prospects or um, redesigning like a piece of their proposal in a way that might, you know, be, be more useful to, to the clients on the receiving end or whatever. Like if this is, if this winds up being deeply practical, I feel like we'll have achieved our goal. Yeah. And that's, <clears throat> you know, there, there's, there's so, so many activities, so many uh, jobs to be done around business development and, and yeah. one size, you know, doesn't fit all, uh, which to your point, you know, hopefully we bring in, in not only our perspective, um, yeah. And you know, all all the fame and fortune that came with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I think we've learned over the years um, from our our primary experience and from talking to other um, uh, studio owners that uh, you know what might work for one person may mm -hmm. not work for another. You know, so mm -hmm. having that diversity is going to be uh, helpful. But um, and I hope too that we're, if anything, it's it's in inspiring people to go to do this work, you know, and not just uh, leave it up to chance. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Cause that's uh that's not a, not a business strategy. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I think the other thing I, I thought of when you were saying that was um, the other challenge that a lot of folks have in business development beyond unfamiliarity or it being slightly scary is that we can't manufacture more time. And in my experience, most folks that don't do things in business development don't do them because they're too busy. They're too busy doing billable work or they're too busy being pulled in other areas or, you know, they just can't squeeze another hour out of working 50 and 60 hours a week. So by the same token, ideally, if we give people a handful of ideas and they just carve out time to implement one, you know, and, it, and it's a matter of like, finding 30 minutes in a week or finding an hour in a week or, or something just to do one of these things. I agree with you that there is no like one size fits all solution and it's all very personal and very bespoke. And if we can give people kind of a, you know, a diner menu of lots and lots of options that are also practical and also seem really implementable, then they should really be able to pick the one thing off the cart that they want to try and, and give it a whirl, you know, instead of this, like, implementing, you know, some kind of big program that feels like you're, you know, committing to like a curriculum that's going to last the next two months. I hope we can give people just lots of options, respectful of the fact that we know, you know, that they're working tirelessly already. And we're suggesting to them that they add one more thing to their plate. And, you know, if we give them a few options, they'll find the one that feels the most authentically valuable to them and, and they'll give it a try. And, and if we can do that um, in under like 30 minutes, I yes. think one will be successful, but that'll also be a minor miracle because when you and I get together like three hours later, you know, yeah. uh, it's almost like being treants, you know, we just said hello. Um, so, you know um, that I feel that brevity is for quitters, but I will endeavor. <laughs> I will endeavor to not go off on a variety of tangents and keep this on focus. But at the same time, I, I fully intend to use this time to chit chat with my good friend, Greg story and commiserate about other stuff too. Like I hope that, you know, it's come for the biz dev 
and stay for the you know Marvel Cinematic Universe speculation for five minutes or whatever the hell it is that we're most or excited about that week. The the breakfast tacos. Oh, the breakfast tacos. You, you, so you were just at, you were just in Austin. Did you have any breakfast tacos? I was and just I in Austin. And I don't mean the hotel ones. That doesn't count. No, no. I was just in Austin and they wanted me to convey to you that they miss the mayor of Austin terribly and they resent you moving to Seattle <laughs> as a city, as a municipality. Um, but I came to this realization. I, I went to the Salt Lick and had some amazing barbecue. I went to um, and had some like really great authentic Mexican food. I, I think though that I, I had the realization that the, the lingering thing that I missed the most when I left was just how available everywhere breakfast tacos are. It's just like, it is just the go-to, you know, simple breakfast solution. And, and, and I don't know that you don't get that in a lot of other Southwestern cities, but I know particularly in Philadelphia, there's nothing like that to be had. And, and it's just, I don't know, it, it's so simple and it's so elegant. And I feel like as much as I love barbecue and, and so many other things that you can get in Austin, I wind up missing the breakfast tacos most. It's like, you know, yep. the scarecrow at the end of Wizard of Oz. I'll, I'll miss you the most. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm going uh, next week uh, to uh, lead a design leadership forum or, or to moderate it. Mm-hmm. And um, in the little Google survey that I had to fill out to say, you know, about my travel and at the mm-hmm. bottom, it's like, are there any dietary restrictions that we need to know about? And I mm-hmm. put in there, I can only eat... Uh, breakfast tacos from Veracruz uh, each each morning. That's my that's my restriction. <laughs> that's so. I yeah I, I thought you know I wound up I was at a conference that's why I was in Austin I wound up kind of playing hooky from the conference one morning briefly to go into Austin the conference was way out in the domain which is like it might as well be in Dallas um, <laughs> but I was but I, I got back into downtown. And, and I, I wasn't even really properly in downtown, but I was at some hole in the wall coffee shop called Genuine Joe's. And as I was getting like an iced coffee, I saw they had breakfast tacos on the menu. And I was like, just give me two of those. Like, just give me two of those. And then I flew out of the South Terminal in Austin. Was it, give me two of those and, and don't look this way. <laughs> and, and, and right, don't judge me. Yeah, don't, yeah. Just, yeah, don't look at yeah. this. And then I, I, went, I flew out of the South Terminal, which is like, the world's cutest airport in Austin because only Frontier flies out of it. And it's such a small terminal that the food is an outdoor food truck in this like little like outdoor seating area. And damn, if I didn't have two more breakfast tacos before I got on my plane. So I'm not as, as fluent in breakfast taco as you are where I have like particular favorites, but I just think that like as, as a food vehicle, the breakfast taco is wildly undervalued and underappreciated outside of that neck of the woods. Well, as, as a former uh, Austin resident who's now in <laughs> Seattle, mm-hmm. you know, we got coffee shops coming out of our ears up here, but <laughs> right. you know, no, no breakfast taco in sight whatsoever. It's um, yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's a piece of my life is missing. <laughs> I think that the, uh, I made some this morning, in fact, for my kids. And the one thing I, Missed not. I didn't have salsa verde. I just had like some like tomato salsa instead. And the Wait, salsa what? verde is like the is the the missing component. That's like so that's what I was desperately missing. You you made the equivalent of like um, welfare breakfast tacos. 
Like um, when, when Eddie Murphy would talk about how we want, we want McDonald's and you know, the, the mom would say, I'm going to make McDonald's at home. And it's like, <laughs> no, no, you're not. It's, it, no. you know, the hamburger was like a, a, a charcoal briquette and there would be oh, a yeah. green pepper and oh, then yeah. there was no bun. It was like whole wheat bread. Oh and, yeah. No, this is exactly that. I used um, mission brand tortillas, which are like, <laughs> Flat, they're like sheets of leather. You can make a wallet out of them if you're not going to make uh, burritos or tacos out of them. Um, I used our our four cheese Mexican blend that we had left over from tacos earlier in the week, and my wife's leftover um, uh, roasted potatoes that she made the other night with some some eggs. So mine was definitely like a found version of breakfast tacos that were not a, a deliberate effort. Next time, next oh, time over the fence, I need to like get my, my, my situation in order first and not just do the, uh, the what's handy breakfast tacos. Yeah. Here's, well, here's the first piece of business advice. Yeah. Uh, you should not start a taco truck. <laughs> well, because I'll, I'll uh, that yeah. would be like the world's worst taco truck ever. It would be. Um, but I, I will, I will counter that with my eight year old daughter, Nina had an idea this morning as she's enjoying her breakfast tacos. She said, this would be really good with pork roll in it. <laughs> I thought, well, first of all, you're a genius and I'm, I'm so glad you're mine. And then second, like, is there, is there like a, what if like get the right ingredients, get like thinner pillowy soft tortillas, get the salsa verde, get, get all that situation in order. But then what if you added to that little strips of pork roll and maybe just like a little like smear of Philadelphia cream cheese and you have your Philadelphia breakfast taco. And then the next thing you know, I'm in an Airstream slinging these things, making bank. Because I think and, that and would then, be- Yeah, and then next thing you know, across the world will be the Philly breakfast taco. Exactly. And, and all of you Philadelphians, when you're in like North Dakota, are going to say, just call it a breakfast taco. Exactly. We're not in just Philadelphia. Like, you're, just like the, just call it a breakfast taco. All of the all of the inherent anger that comes from discovering the Philadelphia sushi roll out in the general populace and saying and and the the possessiveness that Philadelphia people feel about it. Like this is ours. You shouldn't be yeah. able to enjoy this. Give me that. You can't eat that. You can slap that out of somebody's hand. Exactly. Right. Exactly. License doesn't show Philadelphia on there. That's right. You don't call it water. You call it water. You heathen. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So. Um, we we did it. We went over probably the forty minute mark already. Probably uh, there's people that have just they've they've crashed their vehicles because we've lulled them to sleep. Um, <laughs> so we, we we should get, we should probably get some insurance for this thing. Hey, um, so you want to tell everybody what this is called? Welcome to the Fortune and Glory podcast. All of the fortune and glory. Sorry, thank you. See, this is this is me not at my sharpest. All Teamwork. of the fortune and glory. Thank you, Greg. Yes. Um, well, that's uh, that's it for this short intro uh, episode. Uh, stay tuned for more, and hopefully, way more insightful discussions and conversations <laughs> coming at you soon. Yeah, and keep on working on your breakfast tacos. Yeah, baby. <laughs>